Hello and welcome to Read Under the Covers, a podcast aimed at seven to ten year olds. Join me as we read some of my favorite books. And welcome to episode five of the Windy Days Ahead, Witch of Kensal Rise. And this is going to be uh, chapter 11 and 10. So it's the second last episode. um, And let's see what happens in Windy Days Ahead. So just a recap, though. We had uh, Agatha in the last episode told Rose that she couldn't control her powers uh, and she flew off the ground and then Rose found in her magical doctor's like bag black snotty like slime from the black swamp and she threw it at Rose which somehow the bag magically knew that it it was going to help Agatha And then, once Agatha was on the ground, she heard someone creeping around and turned out to be Rose's grandson, Percy. So we start back on chapter nine, or sorry, chapter 10. And where is Nana Rose? Instead of lying in bed, as he was meant to, Percy sat watching out his bedroom window, waiting for Nana Rose to go out. At 10 o'clock, when his eyes felt heavy with sleep, his vigilance was rewarded. Across the street, Nana Rose stepped out her front door. Her rainbow coat was closed tightly and gripping her magic witch bag, she stepped into a waiting taxi. Almost certain that Nana Rose would go to Hampstead Heath after visiting Harry to see Agatha and the other elementals, Percy had wheeled his bike as quietly as possible from the side of the house and pedalled widely towards the heath. He had arrived at Hampstead Heath, his tight curls fluffy and the tips of his fingers bitten with cold. The black tracksuit that he had donned to hide himself in the night was twisted and mishappened from the force of the wind. This was the farthest he had ever ridden his bicycle and there had been moments where the strange wind and dark night had made him tremble and shake in fear. Now he was here at Hampstead Heath, he was questioning his reasoning for following Nana Rose. He hadn't ever imagined that the night could be so empty and dark. His torch's yellow light was swallowed by the shadowy night. What was I thinking? Percy muttered to himself as he looked out at the place he thought he knew well. Hampstead Heath was a place that he had been more times than he could count, but right now it felt like he was on the moon. Watch where you're going, you big-footed oath. Honestly, humans... The strange voice spat like an angry cat. You never watch where you're going and you're so obvious, oblivious to your footprint on the world. Percy looked around, twirling like a heavy-footed ballerina, trying to see who had spoken. The night was empty. Ah, hello, down here, you great oaf. Huh? 
said Percy as he looked down at two spiky creatures. He immediately recognised them as the echidnas Nana Rose had told him about. You're just like your grandmother. She's a heavy, as heavy-footed as you, although much torn, taller. You're a tiny human, aren't you? Stunted growth. He's a puggle, Evelyn, said the second echidna. Ah, I see. That explains why he's so short. They're a strange bunch, these humans. The young sti- should still be in their mother's pouches, not out in the night on their own. I think he's trying to help his grandmother, and if I'm right, his parents don't know he is here. Is that true, Puggle? Do your parents not know you were here? Um, no. He should go home. Evelyn lifted her head to stare at Percy. Her voice was forceful and held no question. You should go home now, right away. Maybe we should ask the Puggle, Evelyn. To himself, Christian said, I think they call them children, not puckles. He continued to Evelyn. Maybe we should ask him what he's doing here? Christian, the smaller of the two echidnas, nudged Evelyn with his long nose. Evelyn shifted on the spot and sniffed loudly. Ah, I suppose so. Speaking to Percy, she said in a clipped tone, What are you doing here? Percy paused, his mind spun with a hundred possible excuses. Swallowing the lies, he settled on the only option, the truth. He needed help. Hampstead Heath was a dark and lonely place, and he had no idea where Nana Rose was. The story rushed from Percy's lips like a runaway train. When he had finished telling Evelyn and Christian about the strange wind this morning, to sitting at his window for hours waiting for Nana Rose to leave, Evelyn was of course the first to speak. Speaking over Percy, her quill shook as she introduced herself and Christian. I'm Evelyn, and this is my brother Christian, and I'm sure that your grandmother mentioned us. Christian bowed his head, his long nose skirting the ground. Hello, Percy responded a little shyly, not sure how to address Evelyn and Christian. He did an awkward half bow, nearly falling over his feet. I'm Percy. Well, young Evelyn, we saw your grandmother earlier. We sent her to the direction of the wibbly-wobbly tree. Oh, I know where that is. Percy turned round and pointed his torch in the direction he thought was the wibbly-wobbly tree. As he took his first step, he was halted by Evelyn's loud voice. Stop! Not so fast, young Puggle. I mean, Percy. I didn't say that's where she is now. That's where we sent her. Where is she now, then? He asked, frustrated. Well, started Evelyn, Simon, who is the green snake, told Johnny, who is a grey squirrel, told Ted, who's a crow, told Anthony, the wizard, who told Evelyn. Percy and Christian bellowed loudly in unison. Both smiled as Evelyn looked at them dumbly. What? Just get to the point, Christian sighed. Evelyn spluttered and shook her little body, her beak pursed shut tightly. The look on her face was one that Christian recognised. He'd seen it many times before. Evelyn hated being interrupted and would refuse to tell them what she knew until she was ready. From experience, that could be anything from a day to a month. Christian sighed. 
There was only one solution. Speaking firmly, he said to Evelyn, Evelyn, Magda, Penelope, Caitlin, Beatrice, Possum, Dane, you must tell this young puggle where his grandmother, the Witch of Kensal, rises. Evelyn's head whipped around faster than a hungry dog spotting food. You promised. You promised you'd never use my full name to make me do something? Christian lowered his voice. I'm sorry, Evelyn, but this is important. We know something strange is happening in the world of the elementals. This is our chance to help, even if it's only a little. Evelyn's silence felt like it was echoed across the whole of Hampstead Heath. Percy shuffled back and forth from one foot to the other. It looked like he was bursting to go to the toilet. When Evelyn finally spoke, it was two words. Women's ponds. Percy pointed his torch to his left and then again swung it to the right and back to the left again. He looked down at Christian and raised his eyebrows. Are you able to help? Christian gave him a small nod as he shuffled forward and nudged Percy's bicycle. Put me in the basket and I'll direct you, but lift me from the bottom or you'll get stung by my quills. Percy wrapped his hands around Christian's body, taking care to avoid his quills that looked very sharp. Placing him carefully in the basket at the front of the bike, he looked around for Evelyn to ask if she wanted to come, but she had stealthily disappeared. Are you okay? He whispered to Christian as he swung his leg over the bicycle. Christian lowered his already quiet voice. Yes, but you need to turn the bike around, he said, peering over the top of the basket. And have you got something you can put underneath to prop me up a little higher so I can see better? Percy looked around on the ground. It took a moment for his eyes to spot a short, thick branch that he could place under Christian's body. He placed the bike against a tree and leaned down to pick it up. Holding it in the air, he said to Christian, Will this work? Yes, Christian responded excitedly. Bridging, bringing the branch over to the bike, it took a, quite a bit of shuffling and manoeuvring to get Christian in the right position. Is that okay? Percy asked, stepping away. Perfect. Now I can see. If you put that light in front of me, I'll be able to hold it so that you can see where you are going. Percy placed his torch between Christian's body and the basket. Let's go, over that way, Christian said, motioning with his nose. Placing his leg over the bike, Percy started to pedal slowly. Whoopee! Squealed Christian with delight as they picked up speed. I've never been on a bike before. Smiling, Percy started to pedal faster, trying to watch out for branches and trees. It took 15 minutes for Christian and Percy to make their way across Hampstead Heath. There were a number of wrong turns, bumpy moments, as well as a near miss with a tree. But when they arrived, Christian lowered his voice and inclined his head. That's the gate over there. The shape of a wooden deck gate could be seen at the edge of Percy's torchlight. Gently, he placed his bicycle against a tree and carefully listed, lifted Christian out of the basket and placed him on the ground. Keeping low, Percy started to make his way towards the gate, pausing only to check that Christian was all right. 
Percy smiled. It looked like he was standing guard, his chest puffed out and his quills vibrating in readiness. Turning off the torch, Percy waited until his eyes adjusted before continuing forward as quietly as possible. Chapter 11 The Frosty Jack Raising his head, Percy looked directly at Nana Rose and spoke quietly. I came here to help. Rose shook her head. Percy, it's dangerous. I know, he responded innocently. But I didn't want you to have to fight this alone. Pursing her lips tightly, she tried to hold back the smile that threatened to bloom on her lips. Instead, Rose spoke in her sternest voice. Percy, you will go back home straight away. It's not safe for you here. But Nana... No buts, Percy, Rose answered firmly. Okay, he murmured, deflated. Not so fast, came a voice out of the darkness. Rose recognised it immediately. She watched as Agatha froze on the spot, her eyes darting back and forth, as if she was looking for a place to run and hide. Percy looked across at Rose and gulped with concern. Rose smiled, trying to comfort him but the smile didn't quite reach her eyes. Come out, come out, wherever you are, squealed and laughed the voice from the darkness. Agatha pushed Percy towards his grandmother and stood in front of them both, pulling herself up to her full height, tall and strong. What do you want, Jack? Jack laughed, an icy sound that sent shivers down Rose's back. Oh, don't be shy, Agatha, you know what I want. You can't have them. Well, I already have yours. This is what we have your friend and Rose here for. She's going to help me so we can have all the elemental powers, even Ethan's. Agatha laughed. You might control mine, but you'll never be able to claim Ethan, the sun powers. Rose hadn't noticed before how much Jack dark beady eyes reminded her of dried prunes or that his skin so pale it was almost see-through enough jack snapped which to rose sounded more like a toddler stamping his feet ladies and gents we are finally together thank you young man for leading me to your grandmother percy looked to nana rose his face a mixture of guilt and alarm I, I, I didn't, he started. Rose patted him on the shoulder. It's okay, I know you didn't. Percy nodded his head, deflated but relieved. Ah, how sweet. I should clarify. I spotted him with those two horrid echidnas. Oh my, they are such pains. I knew he would lead me to you. Jack laughed again. Saved me a trip of having to collect him from his home. Jack moved farther into the light, stretching his arms wide. Around his neck was a thick gold chain. The shape of the head of a snake hung from the end of it. The bag at Rose's feet did a little bunny hop. What's that? No funny witchy business, he warned Rose. Otherwise, Agatha will have to suffer. Rose frowned and leaned towards Agatha, who had hunched over. Her face was screwed up tight, her eyes shut, and shoulders hunched over like an old woman. Her breathing had become heavy and shallow. 
What have you done to her? Rose growled as she glared at Jack and tried to think of a spell to freeze an elemental. Oops, he giggled. Just a little pain. Nothing that hurts too much. But I can do more, and I will. Can't I, Agatha? Aggie, Rose said gently. Jack stretched his arms wide like the ringmaster at a circus and projected his voice loudly. Tell them, Agatha. Rose felt an overwhelming urge to punch Jack Frost in the face, but she stopped herself, knowing that violence wasn't the answer. But maybe, maybe one of the spells she had first learnt at Witcher School would work on an elemental. It was a small spell that required little power and would only give him a slight shock, but the thought of seeing the look on his face made Rose grin. Why are you smiling? You look like the cat that got the cream, Nana. Percy's voice shook Rose from her thoughts. Come, Agatha. It's not like you to be so shy and quiet. You usually waltz around as if you're one of the most powerful elementals, but you're not anymore, are you? Agatha still hunched, pulled herself a little taller. Her voice was even, and through gritted teeth, she said to Jack, You won't get away with this. You're weak. Under her breath, she whispered to Rose and Percy, Run! In the next moment, it was a shuffle and kerfuffle as Agatha launched herself at Jack, but instead of reaching Jack, she crumpled into a puddle. Both Rose and Percy raced to her side. Aggie, Aggie! Agatha didn't respond. One hand clutched a small bracelet on her wrist that Rose had just noticed, and the other held her stomach. She moaned loudly and tried to speak. No words came out. Now, are we all on the same page? yelled Jack Leafly. Actually, no, we're not, said Rose as she stood up. Agatha was her friend. Now, Jack may be an elemental and immune to most of her spells, but not all. Rose raised her finger to start a spell. Hi, ya, nor Clora, she said under her breath, waving her finger in a circle, pointing it towards Jack. Before Rose could complete the spell, Jack growled, his voice low and menacing. No spells, witch of Kensal Rise, or I'll have to hurt our dear Agatha, and I really don't want to. She's important to my ultimate work. Rose looked over at Agatha as she moaned, her voice filled with pain. What have you done to her? All in good time. We have a ways to go. Now you and the boy need to help Agatha and we'll go into the cabin where it's a bit warmer. I've got a surprise for you. You'll love it. Oh, I can't wait. He paused and placed his pointing finger to his lips. Come to think of it, I have a couple of surprises for you. Nana Rose, whispered Percy urgently. I think I can distract him while you. The rest of the sentence went unsaid as Percy realised he was going to ask his Nana to run for it. She may have been a fit grandmother, but Percy didn't think she could outrun an elemental. Heck, he didn't think he could either. Rose smiled and whispered, Let's keep our eyes out for an opportunity. If you see one to escape, take it. Don't ask. Just do it, okay? Nodding his head, Percy gave Nana Rose a half-smile. 
He stood up, and with Rose on the other side, they were both able to help Agatha stand. I'm okay, said Agatha, shaking them off. Looking over to see if Jack was watching, she whispered, See that necklace he's wearing? Both Percy and Rose nodded as they leaned in closer to hear. He uses it somehow to control my powers. Rose's eyes opened wide as the pieces of the puzzle started to come together. So that crazy wind, that was him, and the bracelet around your wrist? Agatha screwed up her face thinking about the bracelet. I don't know, it sends an awfully painful shock through my body. Rose, it hurts so much, I felt like I might die. Agatha's voice trembled as she spoke. Rose patted her shoulder. You know that's not possible. Sighing, Agatha took in a deep breath. Her shoulders dropped a little and her whole body relaxed at Rose's words. Chop, chop, get a move on. We don't have all night. Jack followed a short distance behind as the others walked towards the cabin that sat in front of the women's ponds. Rose stared at the dark pool of water and peered into the darkness. She could feel a chill coming from it. Was there someone or something out there? She felt eyes watching her, but she knew that elementals could see clearly in the darkness. If there was something out there, surely Jack or Agatha would have noticed. Rose's bag started to shake lightly, hardly noticeable to anyone but Rose and Percy, who looked at his bag and then his grandmother. Rose raised an eyebrow and shrugged shrugged her shoulders. Percy leaned in to touch the bag. He placed his palm on the dark brown leather, battered and worn, that looked as if it had seen many a wall. The bag shook a little harder, like a dog excited to see its owner. Rose looked down at the bag and clutched it tighter. Shh, she whispered to it. Percy continued to pat the bag, hoping to calm its shaking and vibrating, but the bag only got louder. What do you want, Jack, yelled Rose, using her voice to cover the rattling sound the bag was starting to make. Maybe there was something in her bag that could help. I want you, responded Jack, rubbing his hands together gleefully. The bag stopped vibrating and Rose stopped dead in her tracks. Percy's eyes were wide and his mouth formed a a wide O. Finally, Rose responded, "Uh, That's just weird. Sorry to tell you. I think you might be a bit old for me. Rose's mind was a tangle. What did he want her for? She was just a low-powered witch. You're not funny, witch of Kensal Rise, but you will complete a spell for me so I can have all of the elemental powers as mine. The thought of Jack having all the elemental powers made Rose shiver. Jack's shadowy shape moved closer to her. As soon as he was close enough, she kicked out. Her foot connected with his knee and Jack crumpled to the ground, clutching his knee with a cry of pain. She grabbed the edge of Percy's shirt and ran as fast as her old legs could carry her. Rose realised she wasn't going to get very far. Jack's long strides were making their way towards them. She stopped a little out of breath, but not bad for an old duck. She pushed Percy towards the path away from the woman's ponds and said, Run, get help.
Jack stood up to his full height and yelled, Oh, Rose, I knew you'd be trouble. You may want to consider. I have your beloved Harry. Percy stood frozen, torn between wanting to stay and go. Go, Rose muttered loudly. We need help and you're the only one who can give it. Find Ethan the Sun Elemental. It didn't take any more convincing. Percy sprinted away from Jack, who was almost reached them and ran faster than he even knew was possible. How do I really know you have Harry? Well, if you follow me, you'll see he's inside. This way, please. Jack motioned towards the cabin with his arm. A shame your grandson isn't going to join us, but he's no loss. After all, what can a child do? So that is the end of chapter 11. Very exciting. So we will see what will happen in chapter 12 and 13 next week. Okay, bye.